section thirty four of stories and pictures this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen bellevue washington stories and pictures by i l peretz translated by helena frank section thirty four travel pictures the rebetson of skull esther the queen was sallow but a gleam of graciousness lighted up her countenance esther the skull rebetson was also plain-featured but it was not a gleam rather a sun of kindliness that shone in her face an old thin woman her head covered with a thin wrinkled pale pink skin droops like a fine s-rogue over her red kerchief only this s-rogue has two kind serious eyes she is a native of the place and lives by herself she has married all her children in various parts of the country but nothing would induce her to live with any one of them she is never advisable to let oneself be dependent on a son-in-law or daughter-in-law the husband stands up for the wife the wife for the husband not without reason saith the holy torah and therefore a man shall leave his parents etc she will not give them occasion to transgress the command to honor a mother that is a real case of thou shalt not cause the blind to stumble god blessed be his name created man so that he should not see the faults of those nearest him otherwise the world would be as full of divorces as of marriage contracts secondly as the rabbi of skull observed more than once a widow who depends on her children is a double grass widow and the words of the rabbi of skull should be framed in gold and worn about the neck as an obeil true she says with a low sigh obeils are not worn nowadays imitation pearls are considered prettier she could not stay on in skull since her husband the rabbi died the place has become hateful to her really she says its glory has departed its splendor and its beauty she goes there once a year for the anniversary of his death but she cannot remain long it has grown empty she lived with the skull rabbi forty years those that knew him say that she grew to be his second self he may he forgive me was a misengid so she thinks nothing of good jews his service was the torah in its plain meaning she sits all day over the pentateuch in yiddish or learns the sokan aruk she quotes the skull rabbi at every second word and it is his voice his motions his customs 
after the skull rabbis kiddush and havdole she will listen to no other she says her own over cake or currant wine and her kiddush or his kiddush the same low dignified chant the same sweetness she eats just kosher and is very learned she can answer ritual questions forty years running she has stood by the hearth with her kind face turned to the table at which her husband sat and studied her dove's eyes took in his every movement her ears half hidden under the head kerchief his every word she was his true helpmeet she hid his every thought in her brain and his goodness in her heart a river may have lain a hundred years in another bed and all its previous twists and bends are wrought into the rocks of its first one the skull's rabbi life may have run more peacefully than a river but the rebbitzin was no rock to him rather a sponge that absorbed the whole of him she is not satisfied with the world as it is to-day if it is no longer pious the almighty must have a care if his people behave so it is doubtless because he wishes it only there is no purpose in it all the present-day stuffs are spider webs and people don't sew as they used to they cut it all up into seams don't talk to me of the curtains before the ark you can't make so much as a frock for a child out of them the old-fashioned headdresses get dearer every day a headkerchief ought to last forever and even out of a bosom kerchief you can always draw a gold or silver thread but imitation pearls and glass spangles are good for nothing and believe me it is all much uglier in my opinion but she bears no one a grudge my husband the skull rabbi was a misengid but he never persecuted a chaucid heaven forbid she remembers how the householders once came crying out that the chasidim of the place were late in reciting the shima and she heard from his own lips the reply there are he said to them different armies and they have different weapons different customs but they all serve the same kingdom even boots he added with a smile are not all made by the same pattern she remembers all his sayings and lives according to his ideas he used to get very angry if a workman rose and stood before him as a sign of respect for he was greatly in favor of people working with their hands therefore when she came here with her few hundred roubles she set up soap-making sooner than live on others she knows that even a woman is under the law bidding every one do something for his own support 
it is not one of the laws bound to a certain time from which women are exempt when they kept her money she remained dependent on the soap only it wouldn't be a bad business she says blessed be his name i make three to four roubles a week before a holiday my soap may his name be praised has a reputation in the whole neighborhood only just now it's all on credit some day the business will fail i look round on all sides i see no utensils no instruments for the work nothing extra is wanted for she gives me to understand you take some ashes from the hearth potatoes and other vegetables work them together in water let them steam and then simmer over the fire in that way you get unclear soap and if you do the same thing over again you get liter that is good soap when i leave she asks a little troubled and ashamed tell me i beg of you when your writings come into the hands of the great people will they not say i must take out a license end of section thirty four recording by linda marie nielsen bellevue washington